0: Hi, my name is Jasmine Davis, and I just wanted to send my condolences out to the Bryan family and also the other victims in the plane crash. Kobe Bryant was one of my favorite basketball players of all time. Since I was a kid, I used to wear his jerseys all time, Lakers fan, it's a big tragic loss. He was also a man that every boy, teenager, older man could relate to. He was a positive role model in our community. And it's just time to look back and reflect and see all the people that we look up to and are inspired by. We need to be more appreciative and grateful while we have them here on this earth. Because you never know when you're going to have to say goodbye. And I just want to say God bless everyone involved or close in this situation. And have a great day. Allow me to reintroduce myself. My name is
1: Nate. This is The Nate Show podcast. You could be anywhere in the world, but you're here with me, and I appreciate that. Be sure to follow along on social media, at The Nate Show on Facebook, and at That's Nate Cox on Instagram. You can also ask Alexa or Siri to play The Nate Show podcast, and she'll start playing it. How about that? So thank you for tuning in. Let's get to it. This is probably painfully obvious to anyone that that knows me or knows anything about me, but this is not an episode that... I want to do or that, um, I've been looking forward to doing. And I do want to say real quick though, special thanks to Jasmine Davis, uh, for that message at the beginning of the episode. Uh, I have a few more of those that I'll mix in throughout this episode. Um, but, um, you know, anyone that knows me knows that I'm a big fan of, uh, of Kobe Bryant always have been. Uh, from the moment he came into to the league. And I want to say... I want to clear something up real quick. And if this makes someone mad, I really don't care. This is my show. You can go listen to a different show if you want. But for anyone out there that's bringing up 2003. And you know, the rape allegations. And, and the things that happened. Look, I'm not here to defend what did or didn't happen. I think the only two people that know what happened in that scenario are him and the victim. Um. There was a criminal case. The charges were dismissed. They settled out of court in a civil case. I want to say this though, because I don't want to focus on the case. I want to focus on the people that focus on the case. You had 17 years to say something. So your holier than thou stuff, like it can, it can go somewhere. Like you waited, and I want to. There's a there's a flip side of this. I want to say too. You waited 17 years. You waited until there were victims that were also in the helicopter with him, his own daughter in the helicopter with him, his wife and other three daughters left to deal with this. That's when you wait to go, oh, you know, he got away with rape. Like, it's not like you're saying something. That his wife, Vanessa, isn't already aware of. Just so you know, you don't have a scoop. You're not TMZ. Like, you don't have the scoop. Like, hey, I've got this information. It's not like if you told this information to Vanessa, she'd go, oh, you know what? You're right. I had no idea. I should have left him a long time ago. You're a moron. You're a loser. And just go somewhere. All that being said, I've often said that it would be awfully nice on the flip side if we could say these nice things about people before they pass away. And because a lot of times in this culture that we have celebrity worship, we um, we whatever we, we think all these great things about people, but we keep it to ourselves. And then when they pass, we want to act like we are really emotional. And we make the thing about us. And that seems a bit hypocritical because I'm doing my own podcast here talking about what Kobe Bryant meant to me. But I've, I've sprinkled in uh, a few good friends. And again, Jasmine Davis at the beginning of this. Uh, There will be messages coming up from uh, a few really dear friends of mine and uh, people that uh, Kobe had a special place. There's a few short messages, and then my good friend Alex Osborne, who has his own podcast. It's the What's Your Spaghetti Policy podcast. Him and uh, his good friend Jacob, I've been on that a couple times. They had a message from me uh, regarding Kobe Bryant on their episode, which came out uh, on Friday as you're listening to this at the end of january uh so definitely check that out it's a really good listen they do a great job but um yeah this uh this information crushed me and um i want to go ahead and get into it this is uh the first messages from someone that uh it's kind of crazy she's been helping me a lot with some projects i've been working on and uh uh she was the manager of our basketball team 15 years ago. And the item that she's going to talk about that she remembers um, and her being a Kobe fan, I I vividly remember her having that. And so I just thought that was funny that like even 15 years later, her and I were still kind of bonded and connected over the whole Kobe Bryant experience. So uh, my good friend, Allie Bynum, take it away.
2: Just kind of doing this on the fly. But when I first uh, read on the internet that Kobe Bryant had passed away stopped and then i read the comments on the post and it said something like fake news and and i'm that seemed more realistic than his passing and then immediately a flood of memories <laughs> started going through my mind and i i went back to uh, this backpack sling i had you know like adidas was making and nike was making them and i was really big into basketball all through elementary school and when i hit high school um, I actually managed the basketball team because I, I couldn't give up my summers to play, and I remember carrying that backpack everywhere. It was a Lakers backpack, Bryant, you know, and just a classic Kobe. Uh, that's all this flash of things just from reading this post, and, and my heart sank. It's uh, childhood, it's, I guess it's a part of growing up and losing idols and inspiration. Um, and I don't play basketball as much anymore, but dang, I'm ready to get back on the court in memory of Kobe.
1: Thank you again, Allie, for those words. And I I do remember that. And, um, you know, it's, it's, it's crazy, you know, and in the cases of, um, you know, Jasmine and, and before her and Allie just now who spoke, like, it's been crazy to see how, uh Kobe and his family and all that, like how his life and then, of course, the death and the news of all that has reverberated through different cultures. You know, Jasmine being a young African-American woman and and Allie being from here in East Tennessee now living in New Mexico and and Allie someone that, you know, was a ball player and was around basketball and then has moved into more of a uh, what I would call an adventurous like a literal adventure lifestyle you know I used to check Facebook all the time and I'd see her up on the side of a mountain or down somewhere in a canyon and like she's always like hiking and doing all kinds of crazy stuff and it's you know she's someone that works really hard at what she does as well so it's been and Jasmine too so it's been funny to see how that sort of we, we call it, you know mamba mentality that Kobe had that you know kind of nickname that he gave himself the black mamba and the work ethic that uh that surrounded it, how that found its way into, you know, these people's lives. And, you know, I'll talk my memories of Kobe Bryant um, here in a little bit. But um, I want to uh, go next to, and this is a very, very brief message. Uh, My best friend, uh, Nathan Wampler, uh, we've talked extensively about this so his uh his message on here it's it's very short because he's probably tired of me talking to him about it but um no i, I just going to let him uh take it away here's uh nathan wampler
2: kobe bryant was the michael jordan of my generation i named my dog kobe after kobe bryant and still to this day every time i throw anything away You got to yell, Kobe. I
1: remember when Nathan got that dog, and I remember being so just full of pride with, uh, (laughs) I was like, this is cool, man. My best friend's got a a dog named Kobe, and I I love seeing that dog. Uh, Every time I go over there, it's always funny. He's always kind of chilling and hanging out. But um, I got one more, or really two more um, messages here. Uh, The next one that I'm going to play is from my uh from my nephew uh Jariah Love he's a freshman in college playing college basketball and I've I've watched Jariah growing up and the reason I kind of wanted him and he'll um, his message is fairly brief too but he'll touch on this but I wanted Jariah's perspective on Kobe because I always felt like you know I I watched Jariah grow up being a massive LeBron James fan so there's there's a lot of angles of this. You have people that grew up, at my age and older, grew up on Michael Jordan and, and whoever before that. And so a lot of people go, yeah, you know, Jordan, the best ever. I grew up watching Jordan stuff, which I'll talk about. But then there's a new generation that, that knows, you know, LeBron James and some of the people coming on behind him. And so Jariah never really got to, I mean, obviously didn't get to see Jordan, and then saw some of Kobe growing up, but the the prime of Kobe's career, Jariah was just a child, much in the same way that the bulk of Jordan's prime, you know, I was just a child. So I wanted Jariah's perspective, so here he is uh giving his thoughts on the Kobe Bryant situation, Jariah, uh, Love.
2: Kobe, man. Kobe to me. Kobe. I ain't gonna lie at
3: first. I used to hate on Kobe because... People used to say he was better than LeBron and growing up, I always watched LeBron. Like LeBron's my GOAT, LeBron's the GOAT to me. So, growing up, that's that's who I watched. So, I always hated on Kobe for that simple reason, but I always gave him his respect. I mean, Kobe's will no doubt go down his top three to ever play the game. So, what he did for the game and just outside of the game is just, it's bigger than basketball. So, honestly, Losing him kind of felt like losing a family member in a sense, but it's sad. It's really sad.
1: I wanted to say real quick on Jariah's behalf, uh, lest you think that he's one of those people that I was describing earlier, which is, you know, when someone passes away, you got to be out saying something about it. Like I specifically, like I said, wanted his perspective, but also I will tell you that like, I know for a fact that Kobe's work ethic uh, has inspired dry That that dude, if you you know, at Riot M sorry, I'm gonna get his uh <laughs> I'm gonna make his Instagram handle wrong. Give me just a second here. But um, you know, that's that's a dude that uh that works as hard as anyone that I've ever seen. And uh I've seen him, you know, he get up before school, man, when he was in high school and go work out two, three hours before school started, get a good sweat, go and shower, go to class all day, then go to practice and, and keep working after practice and get back up. And this is when he was living, man, when he was living in Atlanta. He's driving, you know, like 30 minutes to an hour just to get to school because of traffic and everything. So, you know, it's kind of crazy. But, um, yeah, man, like it's uh, Jariah Love on Instagram. I don't know why I thought that uh, his his Instagram handle was different. So that's on me. That's my bad. I think it did used to be different. But, um, yeah, that dude works hard. So what I'm going to do now is – I want to kind of give a heads up here. Those messages were going to be sh- were short. Um, my good friend, Alex Osborne, who again has his own podcast, What's Your Spaghetti Policy podcast, him and his friend Jacob. Um, Alex is a dude that I grew up with, grew up playing you know, elementary and middle school basketball with, uh, played freshman year high school basketball together along with Nathan Wampler. Uh, So we all three became pretty good friends at that point Um, Obviously Alex and I are already friends But um, You know And uh, um, I wanted Alex's perspective Because he is a father And specifically he's a father Of a little girl And that's a perspective That I can't speak to um, That I've seen affect a lot of people In different ways Kobe's passing and the fatherhood And the family Aspect of it. And um, I want to give a heads up here. And by no means did he ramble or anything like that. Uh, Alex's um, comments are about 10 minutes long. Um, And so I'll come in after and give my thoughts. But I wanted to give you a a heads up on that. So it's like, I don't want you to think it's another one of these 15 seconds or one minute clips. And then (laughs) he's still talking. But um, I was originally going to edit it down. And then I listened to it back and thought <clears throat> everything here's good, everything here works, and it encapsulates, and he's very well spoken, and he says things in ways that he says things that I was thinking, but he vocalized them better than I would have. And so um, I'll let Alex Osborne take it away, away here in just a moment. I do want to say too, real quick, that um, you've seen a lot of people. Uh, in in games and you know Kobe wore the number eight and he wore the number twenty four, and so you've seen eight second violations in the NBA and twenty four second shot clock violations taken in honor of him, and um, <clears throat> we're going to do something like that here. I know Lil Wayne just did that on his new album at the uh, at the end of the eighth song. Uh, there's a twenty four second moment of silence. So what we're going to do is I'm going to let Alex take it away. Whenever he's done, you're going to hear. Uh, an eight second moment of silence and then um, I'll come in and sort of give my thoughts and the way I feel about all this and uh, we'll wrap the the show up at that point. So here's Alex Osborne.
3: I think the hardest thing about the past couple of days is trying to kind of put into words what Kobe meant to me and what somebody who I literally have never met in my entire life, how that affected me, and, you know, the news hit me out of nowhere, much like it did everybody else, Um, you know, I'm on Twitter a lot, and, um, of course, I saw it posted, and I, I, you know, I had texted Nate and a bunch of my other friends, and I was like, like, surely this is not real, like, this can't be real, just like everybody else, I thought, you know, this was some ridiculous, stupid hoax that somebody was playing or like, you know, maybe he was like misidentified or, or whatever. But like, you know, I'll be the first to admit that Kobe wasn't my favorite player growing up. Um, I always kind of went off the, um, off the beaten path as far as who some of my favorite players were growing up playing basketball because Kobe to me was transcendent. He was no matter how good I I thought I could be. No matter how much I practiced, no matter what I did, there was never a moment in which I could achieve what Kobe was able to do on the court. You know, everybody growing up watching basketball, playing basketball, every generation of of people seemed to have their own their own Kobe per se. You know, it was first it was Larry and and Magic, and then it became you know Jordan's NBA, and then you know Jordan was I was I was a little kid you know and Kobe and you know that that Lakers team that Kobe Shaq team was unbelievable and that was really where you know the Lakers were never really my favorite team um but I enjoyed basketball and you know just that team was just unbelievable in in ways that just like you don't really see anymore um in in terms of like how how just unbelievably good they were and what Kobe was able to do. And, you know, now it's LeBron's NBA and, you know, I'm I'm in my thirties now, but Kobe was in the prime of my, my teenage years. And like, it was Kobe's NBA. And, um, you know, I was just in awe of how good he was playing basketball and, you know, um, but everyone talks about you know how great he was, and he, obviously he's literally one of the greatest basketball players of all time. But I think the hardest part about all of that is is what Kobe was able to do outside of the court. You know, um, really taking in um, the the LA culture and you know doing the the um, stuff that he did with, uh, his short film and, and really embracing being a father. And I think that's what really has hit me the hardest in terms of like what Kobe kind of meant because, um, as a parent myself, as a parent of adult, do- as of a girl, you know, I have a two and a half year old and, you know, I would do anything and everything. And I saw a video of, um, you know, there's tons of stuff that's been floating out on social media about, you know, this, that, and the other, and all these like, you know, old clips. And the one that really stuck with me was, you know, why he had started traveling using a helicopter because basically the traffic in LA was so bad that he had missed a school play and he never wanted to miss another one again. And, you know, he had the means and I don't blame him. And, You know, he wanted to pick his kids up because he would go on road trips and there would be weeks at a time where he, you know, wouldn't see his kids. But, like, you know, post-NBA, Kobe really, really embraced fatherhood and really embraced being a father of girls. And that is something that really hits home with me. It's something that kind of just affects me in a way that before I ever had kids, you know, I would never have thought of it. Like it, it's, it's an awful thing. It It's, it's terrible. And, um, you know, just, it's like, you never think about all these people that are literally larger than life. I mean, Kobe wasn't just like a, a superstar in America. Like he was a worldwide superstar. And I can't remember in my lifetime, anybody that has unified for the most part like uh, the world. I mean, we're like the whole world is kind of in in this weird mourning stage for Kobe because he was he was transcendent. He just he he defied everything that you that you saw in somebody. And you know, and I think really what stands out is, you know, Kobe wasn't perfect. And I think that's what honestly made him more like obtainable as like as somebody you could see and somebody you could idolize because, you know, me, especially when I look for, you know, when I look up to people and you idolize people, you want somebody that's not perfect, somebody who is extremely relatable. Yeah, Kobe was, you know, this larger than life superstar, but he had flaws and, um, you know, it's being a father, again, of, of, of a girl and knowing that, you know, that it's just, it just happens in a moment. And the hardest thing is just really trying to put everything into words and trying to really just kind of get through it because people mourn differently. People kind of take the news differently. And, you know, it's just a, a part of Kobe was a part of my life that represented just like youth and represented, you know, everything was ahead of you and it's like now that that's gone and like, you know, I think Jimmy Fallon kind of summed it up the best and it was that, you know, Kobe was such a life force. He was so strong and creative and I thought he was going to live forever. And that's kind of how you see it. Like you don't see, I mean, Kobe is, was only 11 years older than me. And so like, you you know, he had done everything he wanted to do in basketball, conquered the basketball world, and now he was conquering fatherhood, and, you know, it just makes you hold your loved ones even closer, knowing that, like, literally no one is in, from the inevitable, and, you know, life's too short to, to be unhappy, life is too short to, stay mad at somebody, for some petty reason, like, pick up the phone and text somebody or call somebody or engage somebody in some way that maybe you haven't talked to in a while because if 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 you know if the kobe thing is a lesson for anybody it's that no one is safe and it's all going to happen and it, it could happen tomorrow it could happen 10 years from now it could happen you know 90 years from now you never know and just you know just take every moment and cherish every moment and don't take care. don't take stuff for granted. I think that's kind of, you know, one of the things in society that we kind of do is that we, we live in such a fast paced world now that everything is taken for granted. And, you know, it's just, it's crazy just to like sit back and think about how, how, how good we have it really. And, you know, it's it's still one of those things where you're still trying to process. I mean, it's you just can't put it into words. Sometimes somebody, some somebody who literally you've never met, had such a profound impact on your life, and you know, it was just I mean, literally the day before you know, LeBron passes him on the all-time scoring list, and then. Then this happens, and it's it's crazy, and you know it's it's this is going to be one of those tragedies that's really going to stick with people for a while, and you know the Super Bowl's is coming up this weekend, and it's kind of like an afterthought. That's how big Kobe is. Kobe, it was bigger than the Super Bowl. Um, that that should tell you everything. Um, and you know, I know there's a lot of places a lot of people on the internet have have tried to capture on this uh, Kobe momentum by um, posting, you know, unflattering things about Kobe's past. And it's like, you know, this this is not the time, you know, this is a time for celebration. And um, I just still trying to process really, you know, days later, kind of like, it's something that's in the constant news cycle. And I think it's sometimes you have to take a step back and kind of just like really process what that means. And, you know, when you get mad at somebody over something so little, just kind of realize that, like, is it really worth being mad about? Just kind of, you know, forget all the bullshit and just cherish every moment and and everything because, you know, tomorrow is really never promised.
1: Thank you again to Alex Osborne for putting all that together. There's several things he said um, resonated, but among them, towards the end, you know, he mentioned like this is not the time. Like this is just not the time to be doing that holier than thou. Like hey, this person did something wrong. Like not one of us. Those of you that claim to be Christians out there, as I do, um, not one of us is perfect. Let he, without sin, be the one to cast the first stone. Um, but I know there's going to be a lot of that. Um, and I know, especially now that there's ESPN's doing that Michael Vick documentary, we're going to get a lot of that there, too. I'll speak about that um, some other time. And uh, But what Alex said at the very end, it's just trying to process and trying to um, put all this together. I Like, I really don't understand, like... Um, you know, Alex was actually the first person that um, let me know. I was, I just got home from the gym Sunday afternoon and was working on a few things and was actually about to lay down and take a nap. And uh, he sent me a text and said, Hey, is this Kobe stuff real? And I didn't know what he was talking about. I thought maybe, <laughs> I thought maybe, because like the night before, LeBron had just passed Kobe on the uh, all time scoring list. So when he said, Is this Kobe stuff real? I thought, Is Kobe now he's you, trying to come back? Like I didn't. I didn't know what was going on. I thought maybe that he was joining the Big Three League or something. I didn't know like maybe he's gonna keep playing, uh, which I would've went nuts for. And so I was like, "What are you talking about?" And he said they died in a a plane crash. And so I started checking the news, and and sure enough, I mean TMZ was the the first to report it. And you know, I do hate that Vanessa had to find out that way. But first of all, we're not even sure if she found out that way. She may have already known. But um. You know, if it wasn't TMZ, another news source. At least they had their information right. You know, if you're listening, ABC. Like, at least they had their information right. You know, TMZ did. You know, you'd think. You know, ABC been around however long you've been around. TMZ used to be just a gossip site, and they're better at news than you are. So, just saying. But um, you know, it uh, it, it's unfortunate. All of it is, and you know, obviously, I don't, I don't know Kobe Bryant. I never met him, to my knowledge, I've never been in the same room that he was in, um, but I do know that, um, every single week of my life since I was, you know, seven, eight years old, I've been a fan, and, and I'd see him on the NBA, a lot of people remember the, the music, the NBA on NBC music, which I won't, I was gonna hum along or something, but, you know, I don't want to get the, get the podcast taken down for copyright issues, but, uh, actually it was funny um I keep getting distracted here Fox uses that for their um basketball games now which is kind of strange but um you know like I said like I don't I didn't know Kobe and I'm usually not one to to freak out when a celebrity passes um I say all that knowing that the very last episode that I did uh Sarah Grace and I talked extensively about Chester Bennington and Lincoln Park and what he meant to us so the timing on this is super weird as far as that goes but you know, and I'm, I'm not a father. I mean, I will say at one point in time, I was expecting to be one and then, you know, that didn't end up working out. And, you know, that's, that's still unfortunate to this day. But, um, you know, every, every week since I was seven or eight years old, I would watch Kobe on TV. Uh, when those games would come on on Saturdays or Sundays, man, like if, if there was any daylight left, as soon as the game was over, I was out in the driveway, uh, working on moves and shots that I saw him take and make. And, you know all the way through high school, playing high school ball, and now playing you know recreation league ball um as I'm recording this last night, I you know actually sprained my wrist trying to be like him, but um, it didn't really work at all, but you know there's there was a time as well that and a lot of people don't even know this I, I want to point this out like Kobe. Was a rapper for a little bit. You know, he had an album that never came out, but uh, there's a Brian McKnight song that he's in. If you look that up on YouTube, it's great. He it has a nice little rap verse in it. And the big one, and I'm still su- surprised that people don't know this, but uh, there's a version of Say My Name by Destiny's Child, a radio cut. That Kobe does a rap verse in like it's it's available on apple music like it's you know it is what it is like Kobe was trying to do the rap thing for a little bit and so you know I supported him um, through all that as well you know we, we talked about the the 2003 the Colorado stuff and Dave Chappelle had a great bit back in the day about how when that case was uh, going on it was as if Kobe was trying to beat the case on the court. He was scoring like 50 a night. He said it was as if the, the judge rolled in the ball and said, all right, play for your freedom, you know, and it was playing. But he was going nuts back then. And, you know, him and Shaq, you know, winning three championships and, you know, breaking up and, and all that. And then, you know, I remember 2007 was a strange time uh, because, uh, you know, that whole summer there was these rumors that, you know he might that he wanted out of LA, and they were they were true. I mean, he was kind of fed up with you know, the front office not really putting any talent around him. And I know that the 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 anti Kobe people will say, "Well, you had Shaq, and you ran him out of town. So why would they give you somebody else?" You know, but you know they ended up he ended up staying, and they ended up making it work out, and um, you know two more championships, and um, the thing that really hurt. Um, literally for him and for me was, I think, the night that he tore his Achilles again. And you've seen a lot of that on on coverage lately against the Warriors and still came out and made the free throws. And that was sort of the night. I remember watching that game live and as it happened, and I just remember thinking, yeah, that's not that that's it. Like his career is over. He ended up coming out and playing, I think, two or three more years after that. But um, that was kind of when – I knew that it was winding down of course the last night of the season or last night of his career scored 60 points. And man, I still, I, you know, I've only cried two times. Well now three times now that this has happened, but you know, when it comes to sports things, um, one, and they both happened in 2016, uh, one was the Cubs winning the world series and the other was Kobe's final game. just seeing the end of that career. Um, You know, some of my favorite memories of his, the 60-point game, that's one of them, Um, early on in his career playing against Utah Jazz, his first playoffs, and he comes out, he hits a really nice shot in that game and uh, in overtime, and they're playing well, and then um, he shoots four air balls in a row. They end up losing the series. The Jazz go on to play the Bulls in the finals that year. And it's funny because I remember uh, my stepmom picking me up from school that day and she had like a like a Utah jazz T shirt and it was like I feel like I remember there was like a poster board that she was holding up as I was walking to the car that said jazz and it had like the greater than sign, better than Kobe or something like that. It was like crazy. But um so I remember that uh thanks uh to my stepmom uh Pam for that. Appreciate that. Um that first NBA finals. Well really the the before that, um uh, the, the series against the Blazers, where they were down in the uh, down by 15 in the fourth quarter, and he came and got that block, and the, the momentum shifted, boom, and they ended up coming back against the lob to Shaq to put them up six with under a minute left. and The crowd was going nuts, and then he injured his ankle because my man Jalen Rose tried to injure him. Uh, he came out and hit some clutch shots and kind of took over when Shaq fouled out. Now, that was sort of my defining memory at that point. Of, of Kobe. And of course, you know, after all the Shaq stuff, coming back and, and winning, you know, his fourth and fifth championships. And, you know, it's it's crazy. Like I said, man, 20 years, it, that already went by fast. And now just how his life uh, being over just doesn't really make sense, you know. Seeing him become a mentor to younger players and people, and not just basketball players, but, um, the different sports and different walks of life, and winning an Oscar for a short film, and, and man, like th- that dude, even in the three years that he wasn't playing basketball, he lived a full life. Just in those three years, he he did more with his time um, than most of us will, you know, really ever do. And it's, it's insane. He didn't. He literally he didn't waste a moment. He was always reading and always looking to get better. Uh, it's one of the reasons that I've been getting up know, uh, 5, 6 a.m. lately to go to the gym or get to work on. Even if I'm not going to the gym that morning, I'm going to get up and work on something related to one of the projects that I'm doing. I'm just, I'm going to get up. I'm going to be working because I know that, like, you know, that work ethic that he had. I heard somebody say once, I don't know if I can be as good as, you know, everybody, but I can be half as good as anybody. And, like, if I have half the work ethic and everything that that Kobe has, then I'll be doing pretty well. And You know, he was talented. Th- He was talented, um, that's for sure. But one of the things that set him apart was that he didn't take that talent for granted. And it wasn't, you know, he had some God-given talent and pedigree from his father playing in the NBA, but he worked for it. And one of the reasons he was so cocky and arrogant and all that was because he could walk into a room and know, oh, I already know that I worked harder than you today. I already know that (laughs) I've put in the work. Like, I know I can beat you because... Whatever. And if you beat me I'm just gonna outwork you again next time And then figure out how you beat me And then you'll never be able to do it again And so that's something that is insane Like he was I heard someone describe him as A talented overachiever Like and that I mean it's just crazy Like the amount of work that he put in But um You know I had some uh, Man like I had some notes Um That I was going to go through here. But. um, I don't know that I've ever been. As confused. And. Hurt. Even still. Um, And as much shock. You know. As I was this past Sunday. When I got the news. And and it came to be. A real thing. um, You know. Again, I'm usually not the one that gets uh, emotional about celebrity deaths or musicians or anything like that, you know, the Chester Bennington one aside. The Chester one was strange because I knew that he had issues with depression, and um, there are conspiracy theories I won't go into now. Did he actually kill himself? Uh, We're not going to talk about that. The point is is that that one – it hurt, but in a totally different way. the The suddenness of the Kobe Bryant one, where something he does all the time—hop in a helicopter with his daughter, go to a game—was nothing. And this the suddenness of that: hey, we're gonna go to the game. The, all the whole family's in the helicopter. Then a few minutes later, it's over. And I, I again, I don't have a daughter, but um, the uh, what had to be not just for him, but the others on the copter, just that feeling of helplessness, knowing that like, I, I want, I, I can will my way through so many different things, but this, I, what am I, I can't protect my own daughter. I can't do anything here. I can't protect these people that I care about. I can't protect myself. And it's over just like that. And that's why it's hard. I don't, like seeing these like whenever they're showing the wreckage like I don't want to see that because it's like I know that that dude is like in his family like they're right there yes it's covered in smoke and wreckage but it's it's weird just to think that that's a human being this nine human beings right there that everyone all of their friends and family and in, obviously in Kobe's case millions of people billions of people even because his worldwide appeal is like everyone's Everyone's hurt And everyone's broken Um, You know And yeah there are people There are detractors And he was You know there's Quote unquote comedians That are already making jokes And stuff But You know That's what you do Is when you don't have talent You try to shock people Um, But It's uh, It's strange It's really difficult And again My I don't remember being so confused. I posted on Facebook, nobody, please, no one, try to talk to me. Um, I posted that, and then people start commenting under that. Like, are you sure it's real? Like, first of all, I don't, the part about don't try to talk to me, I don't know what part of that you didn't understand. But, um, Oh man, like, so I, there were a few people I made an exception for, like really close friends and family. Obviously, Alex reaching out and, and Nathan and a few others that were <laughs> they called me to see how I was doing. Um, it still really hasn't set in yet. And, um, you know, I'm not really going to add anything that you haven't heard already. But um, I just uh, I wanted to say going forward that. um my work ethic and my life and the way that i people say this and and i know that you know actions speak louder but people say things like this but um the way that i look at people and treat people um my family my friends um is going to change i'm going to value those people because again it's all well and good to have these nice things to say about people once they pass but uh Let's appreciate them. I love them while they're here. um, My favorite song to kind of tie this all together. uh, It's been my favorite song for about 13 years now. Uh, Linkin Park has a song called Leave Out All The Rest. And some of you may know it. I'm not trying to make a joke here. Some of you may know it from the Twilight soundtrack. That's a real thing because I've mentioned that song to people before. And they go, oh, is that the one from the Twilight soundtrack? And I'm like, yeah but that's not, that's not really, like, so that album, Minutes to Midnight, by Linkin Park, came out the week I graduated high school, and, uh, uh, Alex, Nathan, you know, were there in that time frame, obviously, we graduated all the same class, and, uh, that album came out, and I remember that song, what that song is ultimately about is, you know, what am I leaving behind when I'm done here, do you think people will remember me, or my legacy, and, Every time I listen to the song, it makes me cry. It 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 um it means something different every time. And I I list I made the mistake of listening to it a couple of days ago when I was driving. I was actually trying to get in a good mood uh, for something I was working on, and then this one just put me in man. But like, um, and then I actually saw on YouTube someone made a mix of like Kobe highlights with this song. So it actually made me happy that we kind of that they were kind of thinking along the same path that I was there. But um, that song is worth listening to. Um, And again, it's always been my favorite song. But um, yeah, um, I I do want to value and appreciate people while they're here. And my work ethic and my attitude and the way that I approach and attack my life on a daily basis is is going to be a lot different now. Um, That Mamba mentality... I can't speak for anyone else, but it's gonna live on uh through me and with me. So not every episode of the Nate Show podcast will be this, you know, somber and awkward or whatever. But um you know, I had uh again, big thanks to Jasmine Davis, Allie Bynum, Nathan Wampler, Alex Osborne, and Jariah Love for contributing. Uh, their voice to this situation and, you know, obviously open the show with Jasmine's and in, in the place of that, you know, that segment I usually do called foreplay, you know, where I've asked the interview person four different questions or whatever. I thought that the four this time could be, um, you know, Allie, Alex, Nathan, and Jariah uh, with Jasmine's wonderful words at the beginning. So um, going forward, we'll have, um, some interviews with uh, you know different, just different entertainers. I'm sorry, I'm still at a loss for words. But yeah, not every episode. We're gonna have fun on this show. Uh, I'm gonna continue to be me and encourage people to continue to be themselves. Uh, the Nate Show, Late Night and Lives, coming up February 13th, Main Street Theater, just a couple of weeks away. I'm really excited about that. Um, comedian magician Danny Whitson will be there. He'll be performing, and we'll also have talk show interview talk show interviews with him, uh, Cliff D. Andrews, who will be on the podcast um, very soon, and my dear friend, who you've heard from before, uh, but she's on some new endeavors uh, these days. Uh, Mandy Wilde, we want to talk about her art and everything as well. So that's coming up if you're still listening. Uh, I appreciate it. Uh, say in the intro, you could be anywhere in the world. You're here with me. I appreciate that. Um, And more so now than I ever have. And uh, I look forward. I hope people are willing to join me. But, um, you know, Mamba mentality, the rest of the way. And I hope to have you back on the next Nate Show podcast. Um, But if not, I get it. Rest in peace, Kobe.
3: This has been absolutely beautiful, you guys. I can't believe it's come to an end. You guys will always be in my heart, and uh, I sincerely, sincerely appreciate it. No words
1: can describe how I feel about you guys. And uh, thank you, thank you from the bottom of my heart. I, God, I love you guys, and uh,
0: I love you guys.
1: And uh, my
3: family, to my family, my wife Vanessa, our daughters Natalia, and Gianna, you know, thank you guys for all your sacrifice. You know, for all the hours I spent in the gym working and training, and Vanessa, you holding down the family the way that you have, I, I, I can't, there's no way that I could thank you enough for that. So yeah, from the bottom of my heart, thank you. And uh, what can I say, Mamba
0: out.